Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, we're going to be talking, taking your questions and hopefully answering them about Walt Disney World packages. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Client services manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hey, everybody. And back in our production facility, we have our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Hi, guys. How's everybody doing? Awesome. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Excited for another question and answer show? Very. Excellent. I love that. Excellent. So what we did was we posted on Facebook and asked our agents to give us some questions that they see often from our clients related to Walt Disney World packages. Um, we thought this would be appropriate since it's fairly early in the year and folks are planning their trips. So we wanted to go through these and get some answers. Uh, I do want to point out we are pre-recording this. So this is um, earlier in 2017. By the time the show goes up, some information may have changed, especially on availability of certain things. But hopefully we'll be able to answer more in broad strokes that uh, pertain to folks. So let's get started with our first question. And this is the biggest question we get, the most often asked, why can't I book 2018 yet or why can't I book next year yet? So if we're in the middle of 2018 some, or 2017 and 18 is out, why can't I book far enough in advance a Walt Disney World package? And the answer is that Disney hates you and doesn't want you to have any fun. <laughs> At this time of year, this is the question I answer yeah, the most often. absolutely. I mean, even during the year, you know, people want to book or plan two or three, four years in advance. And many times they don't believe you when, they tell, when we tell them. Yeah. That this is how Disney works, and they're like, well, that's just silly. Right. So let's give the – what is the answer to this? When we want to give someone an answer, what do we tell them? Uh, basically, Disney releases packages for the following year. Usually, I think it's around June. It varies a little bit. There's not always a usual with Disney, but yeah, it's so typically yeah. June-ish. You know, sometimes we've seen them early July. Um, other products like Disneyland might be even later than that. Um, but to strictly Walt Disney World, um, usually it's June when they're releasing packages. So where the confusion happens, though, is people say, yeah, well, I called Disney. They said I could do it. So I don't know why you're not doing it. I just said packages. Uh, Disney will allow you to book a room only in advance. And then what they say is you once they release packages, you can change your room only to a package. You can. It's not an easy thing to do. Right. So what happens is when you book a room only, it's think about it as two departments at Disney. So there's the room only department. And if you book a room, you pay a one night deposit. Your balance is due a few days or the day that you check in. Um, if you book a package, you're paying a $200 deposit with your balance being due 30 days before. So with that room only, if you're converting it to a package, they actually have to refund your one night deposit and then rebook you on a package. You're basically canceling your room only. Exactly. So you think, why did I bother? (laughs) And you can do a room only 500 days in advance. Right. 499, I believe it is. And so... I also want to point out too, with that process... Because you've held that room under a room only doesn't guarantee you that that's going to be available once you cancel. I know this sounds weird, right? And Disney, does Disney still not price room onlys? Don't you pay a deposit, but do you get a pricing on that? You do. You do get a pricing on it. It used to be that they would tell you the pricing could still change when 2018 pricing is released. 
So you weren't even necessarily locking in a price. They've adjusted that a little bit, but I still think if you're booking like 499 days out, you could be in a situation where they haven't set 2018 rates yet, and that price could still change. So the kind of thing for me is, unless you want something really specific... If you want a bridal suite. That can be tough to get. Um it's almost like, what's the point, right? You're going to cancel a rebook anyway. If you're only going to keep a room only, then sure. Right. Um, but if your goal is a package, um, there's almost no point. And if you're booking one of these specialty rooms, you know, a three-bedroom villa somewhere, which actually can even be booked a lot less, like usually seven months out, but different story, different show. Right. Um, Don't give you I digress, yeah. <laughs> but there are things like presidential suites. Right, and sure. Stuff if there's like something that. really specific you want, chances are you're not getting a discount on that anyway. Um, but if you want to convert that to a package, it can be tough sometimes. Like I've had people, I've had a uh, CM at Disney say, um, you know, oh, it's not available with the package. It's okay, okay, but I'm holding the room. So now they have to go to guest services. They go to inventory. They try to figure out a way to do it. But Sometimes the answer is no. Yeah. It's just it, there's no benefit to you outside of these special situations that I explained. And again, if you book that room-only reservation and you want to make it a package, it has to be canceled and rebooked. So you can't get something that might be a perk in a package. So you're not getting it. When we did a whole show on Walt Disney World packages and what's included, so keep that in mind. So right. the and basic then, answer is why can't I book 2018 or, or next year's packages now? It's simply because they're not in Disney systems yet, and they're not able to book that package for you. Right. Great. Hopefully people will stop asking now. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Moving on to our next question. Should we get the park hopper? Should yes. we add a park Question hopper three. option? <laughs> right. Moving Are on. these going to be simple answers? Sure. <laughs> uh, should we add a park hopper option to the tickets on our Walt Disney World package? And a park hopper is exactly what it says. It allows you to go from park to park on the same day rather than being one park per day. I think if you asked four people this question, you could very possibly get five answers. Mm-hmm. Because one person at least is going to waver back and forth. <laughs> I think if you're a Disney veteran... A park hopper is a good thing. Essential. See, Essential. as new people, we liked the park hopper. When we we've always had the park hopper, so I should I should qualify my opinion with, for me and my family, we've always had it and wouldn't be without it. So take that for what you will. Um, but the reason for us was that we always broke the parks out into part days. So when I was doing my park planning long before my Disney experience, I would have a morning schedule. And I would have an afternoon-evening schedule. And often they were different parks to maximize our time, maximize the schedules in the parks. Like, for example, it used to be with Animal Kingdom. It was often closing at 5 or 6 o'clock. You know? Or maybe yeah. um, I wanted to go to Epcot, but I would do Epcot in two different days. So like one day would be Future World and then something else for the afternoon. But then another day I'd want to see Illumination, so I'd go later in the day. Um, Especially now when you take into account extra magic hours. Right. And what parks open early, what parks open late. You can certainly right. switch between two parks easily. And for some people, there are things that they really want to see at Hollywood Studios. You know, the Star Wars attraction. Still a lot of things of interest for a lot of people at Hollywood Studios, but maybe not enough to keep you there all day now. So, you know, doing that part of the day. So that's kind of my arguments for the park hoppers. Um, my, uh, the opposition yeah. to that, I say if you're new at this, there's enough to do in each park if you're new for you to spend the entire day there. And I think that people lose sight of the fact that you have to deal with city transportation. Yeah. 
You have to get from one park to another. And if you're trying to maximize your time, that eats up part of your day. Right. Something to consider for sure. Uh, do you think there's sort of this magic number where you say, okay, if you think you're going to be here five days, get a park hopper, or if you're going to be here three I, days, get a park I hopper? I think it depends. Like Kevin had said, I think it also depends on how many visits you've got under your belt. We oh, s- the makeup of your travel party. Right. If you start moving kids from park to park to park, again, this is all these things yeah. take time. But for me, I, if I have people coming for seven days, I strongly recommend the park hopper. I do because too. I do think that maybe the first time you've been to each park, it's a full day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of... You've gone through, you've cycled through all four, but now you've got the last three days and now it's, okay, where do we need to go back to? What, you know, what did we love? How are we going to break this up? And sometimes just the way the schedule works, like, you know, sometimes you're coming and it might be during the Halloween or the Christmas party. So Magic Kingdom's closing at seven. So the day that you want to be in the Magic Kingdom to do something or that your dining works out, you know, and then that's the other thing too. If you really, really want to eat a beer guest, you know, you don't have that flexibility of dining either. I also have people who stay near Epcot, and if they don't have the park hopper, it can sometimes limit them. You know, maybe they wanted to cut through Epcot to take the monorail to the Magic Kingdom. Or if you're staying near Epcot, to me, a lot of the appeal, appeal is the dining around World Showcase. So having a park hopper would allow you to do that. So there's just different things. And you can flip that and say, if I'm staying near the Magic Kingdom, maybe, you know, every evening I could dip into Magic Kingdom for a couple hours if I wanted to while I'm doing other things. So there's a there's definitely more than valid arguments to be made on each side. So I think this is very specific to what how you think your family will do this. Um, but There's also a cost involved. Yes. And I once you're just... more than four days, I just think yeah. those last two, three days, having the ability to move around. And sometimes the way I say it, the cost now is up there. Like, what were you talking about? Like 60 $65 a person. It's hard for right. When we see packages, I know... We, people think we get it as components, but we kind of see it all as a yeah. as a total. So sometimes I lose sight of what individual things are costing. Um, but it adds up. If you're a family of four and you're adding $300 to your overall cost, if your overall cost is $2,500, that's more than 10%. If your overall cost for your trip is $5,000 and you're adding $300 for park hopping, is it might be worth $300 just to not limit yourself. Right. So it's it's really an individual thing. Your agent can help you figure that out. If it would work for your family, would it work for not? But I think there's extremely valid, valid arguments on both sides of that coin. And park hopper that can be added. So you can start without it if you wanted to. If, if you wanted to. plan turns out you need it, I think you should have it. Just do it. And that's what John the Genius said. <laughs> that's right. Just do what I tell you to do and everything yeah. will work out fine. These worth it questions are so hard. <laughs> yeah, they are. We're up to another worth it question. Uh, third one, is the dining plan worth it? We did a show, uh, you and a couple of agents, uh, last year, beginning of last year, middle of last year. At the end year. of last year, we yeah. did it, yep. Where you looked at the dining package, and you guys actually did a comparison if you had the dining plan versus right, well, we had paying out of pocket. And you found that based on your choices, you actually saved a little bit of money. Right. I can tell you, this is what I tell my clients when I'm asked this, because I think worth it, again, is very specific to your individual family, how you eat, how you don't. For the most part, I tell people, if you are flying into Orlando, you are taking Magical Express to the resort, and this is where you're going to be for a week, chances are 
you're going to save money on the dining plan, especially if you're going to be doing some character meals or some meals. Cause some people say, well, I don't eat that much. If you're doing character meals, if you do meals where you pay one price, it doesn't matter how much you eat. You're still paying the same price. So I typically you gotta tell, eat. Right. And so we, there's yeah. the whole discussion around, well, Disney's overpriced and the food is this and the food is absolutely. But if you've elected to come in and stay for a week, you're paying those prices yeah. anyway. So, you know, the fact that you can save a little bit usually, um, the fact that it is prepaid, I think especially if you have older kids that may be going off on their own a little bit. I still think there's some value there. We talk about you have to look at worth it in several different levels. Pricing wise, maybe not. You may right. even maybe may saving two bucks a day over not paying for it out of pocket might not be worth it to you the extra work. But is it also worth it for you convenience wise? Right. So many people say to us, you know what? Not having to worry about taking money out every time, not having to pay every time is worth it to me right. and giving my kids the freedom to go and do it. And do you it. know what I hear from a lot of families as well? It was worth it because when we got to the restaurant, the kids didn't have to worry about price. You know, so if my 12 year old wanted to order a steak, how about it? Right. And maybe at home you would say, you're Honey, probably not going to eat that right. steak, right? So for some people, it's worth it from that point of view. You know, the kids, it's part of the, you know, Pick up the menu, order what you want. I will say this. Gratuity is not included in the dining plan. So sometimes, um, and I, we did, I did this on a recent trip. We were here on the dining plan. And in full disclosure, we don't do the dining plan on every trip. There's some we do it. It depends on what that trip's going to look like for us. We also, when we come, we often rent a car. So sometimes a lot of our vacation time is leaving property. And that's a different story. So if we are um, staying on site and we've got the dining plan, we were maximizing it. Oh, we went to the boathouse and you could right. order this and this and this. Well, then you get the end and you have to add the gratuity. I was like, okay, that was dumb. So <laughs> keep in mind that gratuity total. When you're worried about maximizing, maximizing your dining plan and all of a sudden now you're adding gratuity Everyone on that. got steak. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, we might have made you know a bad choice here and there. But I think if, if you're not going to lose money on it, even if you were breaking even, I think the other benefits of it make it worth it. Sounds good. All right, let's move on to our next question. Is the dining plan per day or per night of your reservation? Something that actually confuses quite a few people. This is probably one of the biggest questions we get. It's it's a difficult thing to understand because you're getting your tickets by the day, your dining plans by the night. And your resort stays actually by the night. Right. So the tick, the dining plan always coincides with your resort stay. So it has to be the same length. It has to be everybody in the room. So if you're staying four nights, your dining plan is for four nights. It starts on the day you arrive. And it ends, you have until the end of the day you're checking out to use your credits. You don't have a credit allotment for that last day. If you're staying four nights, you have four sets of credits. But I believe the the theory there is, or the thinking behind that is, you're going to arrive later in the day on your arrival day. Right. So that would be a dinner. And you're going to leave earlier on your departure day, so that would be a breakfast and a lunch. So I think that's the theory That's the behind theory. So what happens is people will come in early on their arrival day, leave late. And then the confusion often is, does my dining plan coincide with my ticket days or with my, with my resort nights? It's always your resort nights. So if you're staying four nights, you've got four sets of credits and these credits don't have to be used by the day. So people also think they expire each day. They do not. So if, you know, say you had, if you're on, say the deluxe plan, you had 
12 credits for that four nights. They go on your account the first night and you just deduct from them. So if you're using four credits one day and two the next, that doesn't matter. Disney's done this great thing where now at the bottom of your check, it sums up your credits, right? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know if I was getting it right or not. No. Because, again, the way John and Kevin travel. Right. Exactly. Um, no. So, so you know, you know what your running right. total is. What you, you get have your left. total at the, yeah, at the end. You got your balance. It tells you what you've used. Um, so it's all laid out for you. It's pretty. And at any time, you can go to the front desk of the hotel. They can give you a printout, so you can keep track of them that way as well. All right. Next question: What is the amount of the deposit due on a package reservation? On a package reservation, it's two hundred dollars. It's due within a couple days of us first holding the space. Um, Disney will usually give us two or three days, depending on when your travel date coincides with when you're booking. Um, and then your balance is due 30 days. Oh, oh I think I'm am I skipping ahead. Is you that going to be another question? question okay. You're going to screw um, me up. If it is a room-only reservation, though, the room-only is a one-night deposit. Um, it's not the $200. It's whatever your one-night stay is. Also, if you purchase insurance with your package, the cost of the insurance is added on to the deposit. Deposits are, are refundable up until final payment date. So the $200 deposit is refundable until final payment date, but insurance is non-refundable once it's been added once and paid, paid for. for it, right. So what happens is people will say to us, um, I got... How come here I only have to pay a hundred and fifty eight dollar deposit, but here I have to pay two hundred because you're booking a room only versus a package packages will always be two hundred dollars and in some cases you'll make out better depending on the resort you choose you know that two hundred dollars I don't think uh, I hate to say this, but I don't think that this two hundred dollar deposit is a hardship. I think Disney's made it very, very easy for people to deposit a package. And I don't want to say too loud because I don't want them to change it. Right. I think this is a good thing because you can now say for this little bit of money out of my pocket, I can then hold the room I want and get the package I want. Right. Um, So we talked about the the deposit. So when is the final payment due on a package? This is, again, different between a package and a room. So the final payment is due 30 days before your check-in date. And at that point, there, there would be penalties to cancel. Um, so 30 days before is when your final payment's due. If it's a room only, your final payment is due upon check-in at the resort. Excellent. Um, how much is insurance? Da, da, da. We're talking about adding insurance to a package reservation. To a package. You can, we can only add insurance to a package. And a package is a room and another component. So if you don't need tickets, but you want dining plan, we can do room and dining plan. It's become a package, and we can add insurance. Seventy-seven fifty per adult, eighteen and over. The kids are covered under the policy then for free. So if you're two adults and two children, you pay one hundred fifty-five dollars, and that insures the whole family for your Disney package. Unique to Walt Disney World package insurance is that they're also including your flights, even if they were booked elsewhere. That's great. So that's included in that as well. What happens if you're one adult with two children? You're still paying two? Nope, 77.50. Wow, that's great. Yeah, so only the adult pays. Um, As I mentioned a little while ago, it is non-refundable once it's been paid, and it has to be paid um, when we add it. Okay. Uh, One thing about insurance, we've talked about this a lot. You should travel with insurance. I get asked this question all the time, whether it's an insurance bought through the supplier, whether it's an insurance bought through a third party, whether you have a credit card that offers you some kind of travel insurance. 
Um, nobody books a trip. Nobody makes plans assuming the worst could happen. But in our business, we all have seen when the worst can happen. Right, exactly. Um, so we really believe you should travel with some type of insurance. Excellent. All right, moving on. Are Fast Passes included in my package? Can I add Fast Pass Plus? And how much does it cost? Yes. Fast Pass Plus is <laughs> Are you just going to go for yes and no? <laughs> <laughs> it's $94 per person payable to Tracy Heinrichs. <laughs> really? really sorry. Yes, you can pay uh, for that. Yeah. Uh, fast Passes are included with your resort stay. Package or not. Package or not. So if you're staying on site, you have access to Fast Pass, but you have to have a ticket. I was just going to say, Fast Passes are not attached to your resort stay. Fast Passes are attached to the ticket. Correct. And a resort Yes, pay. but staying at a resort gets you access to Fast Passes at well, 60 Well, if you don't days. have a ticket, it's not going right. to do you yeah. much good. So yeah. that was, yeah. So the ticket went, and it doesn't have to be a ticket that you bought as part of a package. Um, if you have a military ticket, if you have an annual pass, whatever other ticket type you have, um, as long as it's linked to your My Disney Experience with your resort stay, you will have access at 60 days. So Fast Passes are free. They're included with your ticket admission, having resort stay gives you 60-day access. You know, if you're a pass holder where you normally have 30-day access, having a resort stay booked as well ups that to the 60-day access. They are, so nobody has to add Fast Pass Plus. Everybody with a ticket has it. If you have a resort stay as well, you've got the 60-day access. And how much does it cost? Nothing. Nice. Nada. Zero is always good, isn't it? Zero is good. We love that. All right, move and fast pass pluses are a whole. Fast passes are just a whole another discussion for how to use yes. them. How can we yes. get the most out of those? Blah 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 blah. Right. We'll save that for another day. All right, moving on. Where can I stay with my family of five? The villas and deluxe resorts are over my budget. So on site, and I'm we're strictly talking from on site. Um, you have a couple options. Uh, first of all, at uh, Art of Animation and All Star Music, there are family suites. These will sleep up to six or six plus an infant under three. Um, so that's one option. Um, this will give you a little bit more space, where, but you're all still in a self-contained unit. Um, the All Star Music family suites do price less than the Art of Animation themed suites. Art of Animation is a newer resort. It's demanding um, more per night, but also these suites are, th- are really themed. So, you know, Art of Animation is more. So All-Star Music Family Suites probably less, it is, it is more affordable than the Family Suite of Art of Animation. Um, you've also got, you could do two rooms. If you are a family, um, if your immediate family is larger than what the room accommodates. So as an example, at a value resort, you can only sleep four people. But if you're two people and three children, two adults and three children, Disney will guarantee you connecting rooms. And this is the only case where connecting rooms are guaranteed when your immediate family when is separated by their room occupancy. So in this case, they book both of your rooms under one reservation number and that you are guaranteed they would connect. So often two value rooms can price less than a family suite. So there's that option. If you did want to go to moderate resorts, Caribbean Beach and Port Orleans Riverside both have some accommodations for five. It's not every room, so it can be a little bit limited sometimes. Um, But again, here, you could do two rooms um, with that guaranteed connecting as well. So a couple options. There's also the cabins. The cabins could accommodate a family of five. Um, I know we did a show a while, but last year when I stayed at the cabins, 
I think staying at the cabins is a bigger discussion. I don't think that's for everybody in every trip, um, but certainly something that could accommodate you and may work in some cases. I think you should also consider just because a room fits five people, should you put five people in that room? Right. I mean, depending on how old your kids are, how big they are. I mean, and sometimes talk- the boy-girl thing. You know, as they start to get a little bit older, having two beds doesn't work. And sometimes I have a family of four who needs bedding for five because of that reason. But you also have, um, what are your going to bed times? That's a (laughs) poor way to put it. But if you're two adults and you have young children and you're in one room... That right. means you all go to bed when the kids go to bed, exactly. or there's no and separation. This question mentions budget as well. Can I say, this is a question that a lot of people shy away from, but as your agent, if I know your budget, right. that doesn't mean that I'm going to sell you all I can to hit that budget. It just means that I know your number, and I can help you maximize it. I can find you the best value for your budget. Yeah. So if you no, go to buy a house, they want to know how much... Right. What house do you want to spend? How much do you want to spend on your house? It's kind of along those lines. Let us know yeah. so we can then work within those parameters. People, people get funny with money questions. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just one of those things that's always, you know, for some people, it's just an awkward thing. We're not asking from a point of view of judging you or seeing how, you know, okay, well, how much are you going to spend to see how much service you're going to get from me? But I want to help you maximize it. Right. And I don't want to... I don't want to be offering you two value resorts when your normal stays are at the Four Seasons because we're not going to meet anywhere in the middle. Um, and likewise, if you tell me this is what my family's budget is, I'm going to tell you what I can get you in that budget. And it might be that we have to shorten the stay or maybe I could suggest to you, you know, we could do this length of time at a value resort. But if you wanted a better resort, we'd have to shorten it. I can give you options. I work really well when I know what your number is, and I know my colleagues and our other agents feel the same way. We want to help you maximize that budget. We don't want to maximize what you're spending. That's not our goal. We want to get you the best value. Excellent. So let's move on to our next question. Uh, Disney released a discount that included my resort, but but my agent said it wasn't available. I don't understand why, if Disney says my resort is included in the discount, why I couldn't book it. For my stay. There you go. Yeah. This is one of those things. And we've talked about it on different shows. Talked about it on a free dining show. Um, we've talked about it and we've talked about other packages and discounts. This is one of those things where Disney is inventory controlling. So just because your resort is not excluded doesn't mean that your specific dates are included. Your length of stay is included. Um, your room type is your included. Your room type. Pop Century you know, might be included but not for a particular week because they've already reached their occupancy requirements for that week. So this is all inventory controlled by Disney. And this will be a good place to say Disney controls all of our inventory. Dreams Unlimited isn't holding space. So we don't hold space as an authorized reseller of Disney, we're bound by their terms and conditions. They don't allow us, they not only control the space, they set the price. So we, like, it's not like John could decide, I'm going to put, you know, moderate resorts on sale next week and offer a discount to get more sales. Disney doesn't let us do that. So whether you're booking at Dreams, whether you're booking with Disney, whatever travel agency you're booking with, the pricing is the same across the board, all the way around. It's controlled by Disney. There's exceptions, like if if somebody's got group space somewhere. I know sometimes for our special events, we've got groups. That's a different scenario. You're also booking with a different area of Disney. Groups is a whole different ball of wax yeah. in what's allowed and not allowed with them. But I'm strictly talking about a Walt Disney World 
package offer. These are the same no matter where you book. So Disney's controlling this. We're not. We go directly to Disney to make your reservation. We, you know, they're telling us what's available. We're seeing live availability, what's available when. We can look at availability and see it. It could be gone 10 minutes later and vice versa. We could look and something's not available and then it pop up an hour later. So, you know, we're always working with you to try to get you the discount. If it means changing resorts, changing room types, altering your dates, it sounds weird, but sometimes if you shorten your stay or lengthen your stay, sometimes these things make a difference. What also happens with any discount, free dining included, and I don't know if we mentioned this on that show, is that when it's first released, there's a lot of crazy. People are both booking multiple things and then not depositing, or they're booking something, they've got their agent booking something. After a couple of days, all kinds of settles down and we often find as agents the third day the fourth day you know after that three night hold expires that fourth day we're going in and we're all like okay now inventory is opening up here so just because it's not available that first time trust us we're still working on it we don't check it once right that's a good point it's not like it's a one and done that's right i've already looked at this this is off my plate too bad for you not happening nope the agents are going to go back exactly so looking for that what happens to me is i start with a pile of everybody who's within the dates that are eligible and then I check the resorts. Okay, these resorts aren't included. I'm going back to those people. Those weren't included. I can get it here. And then everybody who's got the discount, they're moving on. But then there's always the pile on my dad. Every discount, there's a pile. There's the list of names of people I couldn't get it for. And it continues throughout the discount. Sometimes it might be three weeks later. But it continues once because it becomes it becomes a mission a little bit for all of us. Right. I think it's a matter of pride. Yeah, for agents, it for is sure. exactly. So just know we're trying. I yeah. swear to you, it's not we're not deciding that you're not getting the discount. Right. I, I also want to point out one more thing. I think hopefully not being a dead horse, availability can be even down to the day. Right. So um, we could you could say I want to stay this week, and it could be the third day of your stay that's not available for the discount, which will throw off your right. whole week. And we have no way of so, knowing that. Right. We only see it as a, as a whole. So we don't know what day you're staying. So sometimes we're walking reservations through yeah. multiple days to figure that out, which day is causing me the problem. We don't know that. It's not like we get something back from Disney to say, yeah, that third day is not working. We have no way of knowing this. Agreed. Agreed. All right. So let's move on to our next question about packages. Are magic bands included in my Walt Disney World package? Yes. Resort stays in general, whether it's a room only or a package. Everybody who stays on site in a Disney-owned resort hotel, excuse me, I just lost my breath. They are, that's, <laughs> they are, everybody's getting free magic She's bands. run out of words. I've run out of words. That's the end of the it's show. It's finally happened. Um, really great, because, you know, something free, you get that cool box in the mail, it comes with your, your magic bands. Which... I have so many. I have so many different colors. I'm on like two and three colors. And now the new magic bands are out, so that's exciting. I start collecting those. I actually saw somebody, uh, friends of my Facebook and clients of mine, or at Christmas, they had linked all of their magic bands and made garland. <laughs> <laughs> It was really All right, neat. there you go. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to say about Magic Bands too is, you know, make sure you do the My Disney Experience and you pick out your oh, colors absolutely. and all that thing. Yeah, because that's part of the fun of it. Yeah. So your agent's going to walk you through that process um, when you book with your agent. Once your deposit is paid, they're going to say to you, they're going to tell you now. That, so now this is when you you know create your My Disney Experience account if you don't already have one. They're going to explain to you how to link your reservation, order your Magic Bands. You know, this is where you're going to book your dining. The the My Disney Experience is kind of the hub of everything now, and your agent can really work with you on that if you'd like. Um, and 
and be as involved or not as you want them to be. Um, but definitely get engaged early on and it just kind of, it gets you through the process and builds the excitement. All right. Next question. When can I book my fast passes? If you're on a package, uh, that includes tickets, your resort stay at a Disney owned resort. You've got 60 days prior on the 60th day, your fast pass window will open. They start, um, they open at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And if you log in at 6.55, it's going to tell you it's not working. And then you're going to think what's happening. Even if you're still <laughs> logged in after 7, it just there's this glitch in the system. So you want to log in at 7 a.m. or shortly thereafter. That's a good tip. So yep. log out, log yep. back in And fresh. sometimes it's, it sounds like a silly little thing, but sometimes we have to do that. Um, the other thing is if you're before your 60 days and you try to click on that fast pass link, it'll tell you, you don't have tickets. Mm. can tell you how many clients email us and say, um, why aren't there tickets with my package? It's the system. Instead of locking it and not even allowing you to click on it until the 60th day, it's open. And so you mm. click on it and it scares, it scares the heck out of a lot of people. Somebody um, was telling me they're seeing a link that now says, well, you can't book your fast passes until 60 days. When they click that link, but then like after you reach the right time, it opens up for real. Yeah. So it's like don't believe it. Yeah, just just stay out of it until like until the seven a.m. Eastern time on that day, it's not going to let you, and it'll count down so you know when your sixty days is. Um, and then if you have a room only stay, you need to have tickets on included in your My Disney Experience, or you're not going to be able to book fast passes. Um, but you also is say if you had an annual pass. Um, then you would have the 60 days as long as you have the resort stay. If you're an annual pass holder without a resort stay, then it's 30 days. Correct. All right, we're going to do one Thank more. Thank you, John. You are I was correct. You are correct. Good to know. We're going to move on. We have one more question I think we're going to do in this show, and then we're going to wrap it up. When can I book dining? Da, 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 da. If you, have a, you can book dining at 180 days from your arrival date. If you have a Walt Disney World resort uh, booked, so a resort package or room only, um, you can book 180 days plus 10. So what's confusing to some people is that they think they could book 190 days out. That's not the case. So if your check-in date is September 1st, and you can do your dining six months before that, 180 days actually before that, 6 a.m. Eastern time is when dining opens. Again, you log in early and you're in your system. 6 a.m. comes and goes. Sometimes those extra 10 days don't show up. So I, I would be able to book September 1st and then 10 days after that. So if you have a longer stay, which we sometimes run into, you cannot book the extra 10 days. After the first 10, you're walking day by day as you hit the 180 days for each of those. So 180 days plus 10 for resort stays. Excellent. Sometimes stuff is confusing. These it numbers is. get confusing. How far in advance can I do stuff is confusing. If you book through Dreams Unlimited Travel, all of our agents have a system where it tells them when is this magic 180-day mark, Right. when is the magic 60-day mark. And we're sending reminders, like yeah. we're, we're touching base. Even if um, people think, just since doing this show, I've heard from a lot of people who've started using a travel agent, us preferably usually, but not even just a travel agent in general, that they always thought a travel agent was going to take over their whole trip. They didn't know that they could still do some of these things on their own. So a lot of people like that. They still want to have their right. hands in it. And so we're helping you along the way. We're reminding you. 
I'm not taking over for you, and I'm always it's always a fine line. Yep. You don't want to appear like you're not helping, but at the same time, you don't want to think people you know people to think that you're taking over for them. And when we talk about you know, I, I'll say all the time, a lot of people get confused about this or about that. That's not to be negative. It's any wonder you're confused about it. Right. I mean, it's so complicated. We just do it every day, so it's it's become a little bit more second nature. But we understand that it's confusing, so we're here to help you along the way. And there are there are times when your agent might uh, recommend to you, you know, you should do fast passes yourself. Absolutely, that is one thing we do recommend a yeah. lot. Actually, um, a couple reasons. One, if we if I go in there to do your fast passes and the times aren't quite right. I'm making decisions for you sometimes, and it's it's tough. You know, you may have something else in mind. Also, but also, when you're doing that, if you do it and then someone says, no, I want to change it, now those times aren't available. Right. It's hard with the back and forth. And the other part about that is I want, like, I encourage all of my clients um, to create their own My Disney experience, to link their own reservation, to use it, download the app. I want them to be comfortable when they're here. So if they've booked their own fast passes, they're familiar with the system when they're here, they need to make changes, they want to see the system. I don't know that it would help a lot of people if I did everything along the way and then they got here and now they're on their own. So we just we want to make sure that we're and I have had some clients that wanted me to do it and I'm absolutely more than happy to. Um I just think it's one of those things that um doing it yourself I think is the way to go. I agree. Absolutely. All right. So that's the last question we'll do about packages today. I think, you know, we get many, many questions about packages for sure on Walt Disney World in general and cruising. So we'll continue these question and answer shows uh, later with more stuff. But I think this is a good place to start. Thank you guys very much for participating and for answering these questions. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching our show this week. We hope you have a great week and we hope you have a great vacation. <laughs>